Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. We are glad that you are here. It is not by accident that you are here, and we are excited about the assignment in your life. There is an assignment for your life. There is a reason why church has become irrelevant in our culture. It is because we have reduced church down to moral lessons. And we have forgotten that there is an assignment for every believer to repair the breaches. There is an assignment. And the question is, will you deny yourself to do that or will you not? But our assignment is to repair the breaches. We are the agents here on earth to do the work of the Lord. And we have an assignment. And so all hell is going to break loose on your life to try to get you to give up, stop, and quit. So that you never step into becoming an influencer for the kingdom. And so as soon as we understand this and have visibility, it doesn't make it easy. You just understand. Come on, I remember when uh, me and my wife got married. And I thought I would get breakfast every morning. (laughs) Come on. I had my list, y'all. And a cook was one thing on it. But I quickly learned that there's a whole lot to marriage. That I did not know about. In the hour and a half shows that I would watch, it looked so easy. Come on. And for us in our life, come on. You watch TV shows a thousand times. Going to work's easy. You just go to work. Just come home. Just go to work. Just come home. Except for... You have to deal with bosses and people and contention and people trying to take your position and trying to uncover where you messed it. And, and, and it's like, work is not that easy. It's hard. The kingdom is the same. God takes our heavy burdens and makes them light, but it still is every day a choice for us to decide who we are going to serve this day. But just like you understand why we fight for marriage or why we fight for purity and singleness or why we fight to go to work and do and be consistent, we now have, as kingdom believers, we have to understand our role as a believer and it is to repair the breaches. What is the church's role in helping our nation and the world heal divisions, foster love, and redeem the effects of sin? Is the answer to be quiet, sit down, say nothing, and just follow culture? No, it can't be because as a believer, our goal is to reflect the image of Jesus, okay? And he wasn't quiet on guidance, And he spoke truthfully. 
So we know it's not that. Okay, well, what about this? Is the answer to stand up and make a point with every executive action that is made. To stand up, to fight culture, to wrestle anyone who stands against morality or godly principles. No, that's not the goal either. Because the Bible tells us that our fight is not against flesh and blood. There is a moment when Jesus was with Peter and the guards were coming to take Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Peter takes out his sword, chops off the ear of a guard, and Jesus doesn't say, get the other ear. <laughs> there is no music. Bah, 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 bah. You know what I'm like he says, Peter, put away your sword. Because if you live by it, you're going to die by it. Jesus didn't say he wasn't going to die. We know for sure that most of the disciples died a death of martyrdom. But Jesus said, the way I want you to live is also the way I want you to actually give up your life and die. I want you to have a conviction of love and truth. And you are here as my agent to repair the breaches. Don't get caught up fighting the way the world fights. We fight different. It's not saying we don't fight. Come on, somebody. But we fight, listen, different. We fight different. My assignment today is repair the breaches. About six months ago, there was a huge wind where we live up in Pea Ridge. And my son opened the gate and the wind caught that gate and it blew past the latch. It blew past the, um, the post and it bowed the gate where now it couldn't close. It couldn't close. It couldn't latch. There was a breach in our fence. Come on, somebody. And we had to, we had to fix the fence. It wouldn't close. It no longer functioned as it, does, it was designed. There was a breach in the fence, and we had to, listen, we had to take time and attention and work to repair this to get it where it would shut properly. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 9 through 12. I want you to look at this real quick. Isaiah chapter 9. And you shall call out, and the Lord will answer you. You shall cry, cry out, call out and cry out. Look at this, look at this. And he will say, I am here. If you take away the yoke of your, your, your midst and the finger pointing and speaking of wickedness, if you pour yourself out to the hungry and satisfy the desires of the afflicted, afflicted then you shall be a light that rises in the darkness. Come on, look at this. And your gloom shall be as the noonday. In other words, when it's the brightest, there isn't gloom. Okay? Look at this. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desires in the scorched places and make your bones come on strong. And you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose water does not fail. Come on. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called a repairer of the breach. 
the restorer of the streets to dwell in. God has given us everything we need to make a difference today. God is the one that is going to activate us to repair the breaches. Come on, that has broken. Listen to what I'm saying. A breach is a gap. It's a break causing an opening to which now there is vulnerability for the enemy. Okay? Look at this. Spiritual breaches are the reason relationships are hindered and hurt. Spiritual breaches are called by, caused by sin. Sin causes a gap which leads to transgressions, listen, against the Lord. There is a mandate for God's people to be a part of repairing the breaches that the enemy has caused. Oh, we play a different game. We have a different mindset. Come on. And today I want to give you four revelations that will move you from in, into becoming a repair of the breach. There are four revelations that you need to navigate this world and repair the breaches. Okay? The first is this. Jesus' finished work of redemption is the answer for every social problem in the world. Every social problem in the world. Look at this. The world's problem isn't America. The world's problem isn't slavery. The world's problem isn't porn. The world's problem isn't abortion. The world's problem isn't the fight between capitalism and socialism. The world's problem isn't a cancel culture. The world's problem isn't greed. But it feels like now we have people fighting for each issue. And now for every issue that hurts us, we have activism and information. But these are issues that are caused by the breach. They all come from the same place. If we, and I hear people, well, if we could just get rid of this issue. If we could just get rid of this issue, there would be peace. There would be this. And that is the lie that we drink because if we can just eliminate one painful thing, come on, there's going to be peace in the world. You, it's sin. Come on. Outlawing hate sounds good, but we all fixing to be in jail. Every one of you. Because if you don't hate someone because of their skin color and you don't hate someone because of their temptation sexually, you're going to hate your kids in a moment. You're going to hate your wife. You're going to hate your boss. You cannot outlaw hate. So we can write laws. We can pass anything. But we are feeling the effects of an external action that is internal. Internally. We are sinners. Come on. Listen. There is a seed of sin in all mankind. And you can try to remove it. But the only way to remove it is to repair it. That's it. Okay. Let me give you scriptural context. Romans chapter 5. Look at this. Romans chapter 5. 
Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all have sinned. You understand this? For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgressions of Adam, who was a type of one who was to come. Okay, don't, don't lose me. Stay here. Stay engaged. Look at this. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, Adam, for if many died in one man, come on, listen to this, much more have the grace of God and the free gift of grace that the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. That was a lot of words. Let me break it down to you. So you're like, uh, uh. like sometimes when you read the Bible, you're like, what is it saying? I don't know. It's like a lot of words. It's like poetic. It's like wonderful. Okay. There are two Adams. There is the first Adam and there is the second. And I'm going to explain this to you. The first Adam was a representative, a representative, come on, for all mankind. God created man, dust. Okay. Just let me take you back there real quick. I wasn't there, so I'm kind of guessing that's how it happened. <laughs> Out of Adam, what happened? We had woman. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> okay. He was the root, the beginning of mankind. And you might say, well, I didn't ask for no representative. We still do representatives today. A lawyer. Come on, people up in Congress. You're like, they don't represent me. <laughs> I get it. But, 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 but we still have people going on our behalf to try to plead our case and to communicate, come on, what we think. Okay. Even now, as we have representatives for lawyers and and politicians, you need to know that all power and authority was given to the first Adam. Okay? When he sinned, it brought death to the world. Through the first Adam's seed. Come on. You, I'm saying seed to be safe, but we are, many of us took biology. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Through his seed, he unleashed sin, and there is now a breach. Okay? There is a gap and now the enemy is quick to attack because the fence is broken. Does this make sense? It unleashed rebellion, pride, dominance, self-centeredness, greed, and suffering. The misery that we have faced comes from the fall of the first Adam. Okay, I'm not downing him. I'm just saying that's how we are here. Do you ever scratch your head and go, how, are we, how did we get here? How did we get here with all this turmoil and fighting and infighting and this and people and that? How did we get here? Okay. All right. Listen. Church, there is a breach. There is a great distance where good works cannot help you. There is an opening that cannot be patched by human intellect or intelligence 
or our opinions. Well, I just don't think that that's very fair. Doesn't seem like that's a good strategy to me. Come on. There is this great divide. Okay? And, and, and it can't be patched or fixed by any human effort. We need a redemption from a figure like Adam. Don't turn me off. There is good news. Come on. The good news is that Jesus was the second Adam. The finished work of the redemption is the answer to every social problem in the world. He was born by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. And so the seed of Adam did not create Jesus. He was born of a virgin named Mary. We have a new representative The one who gives righteousness and life. And he was sent to repair the breaches and recover humanity. He is the answer, listen to me, to the world. Jesus was given the power to heal brokenness and to repair the breaches. This is why we have joy. And our joy doesn't come from circumstances. Come on. We no longer have to live under the failed demonic system. There is hope. This revelation changes everything. And this is why you should be in church. Come back to church. Begin to disciple your family. Begin to change everything. Because the church has lost its overall mission. We repair the breaches. Please put that up. That slide. This is how the enemy's plan. First Adam falls and a wave of sin and death for generations and generations and generations. People who would not submit to the Lord, would not give their life to the Lord. And what happened is dominant, selfish, sin. And so I'm going to act in a way that only cares about my self-interest. But we have a Redeemer, Jesus, who died on a cross. Come on. Paid the redemption for us. And now we have a life of redemption. And our goal is to be a repairer of the breaches and go out and come on. Like. Change, come on, Does that makes sense. That's the goal of the church. People are going, I gotta be selfish and dead and mean and ugly and stupid and dumb. And, uh, and Jesus is over there, like, whoop, I get to be alive. And, uh, I mean, like, that's the deal. That's why you can't get worn out serving the Lord. That's why you've got to stay missional. That's why the joy of the Lord has got to be your strength. That's why you don't get offended every time someone hurts your feelings. Because their mission is bigger than your feelings. Come on. Does this make sense? That's why the Bible says, Jesus said, the work... Is a lot. But the laborers are few. Are you scratching your head talking about, I just need to know where my ministry is? <laughs> <laughs> it's all around you. 
It's at your business. It's in your hobby. It's around your family. It's around your friends. This is why we do missions. This is why we do outreach. This is why we get outside the church because we've got a mandate and we are repairing the breaches and so we're going to grow. We're going to have leaders. We're going to ask people to step up when they're insecure and I don't know if I can. Get your butt up here. We got things to do because does that make sense? Can I say button church? Jeff. Jeff, don't give me a demerit. All right, listen, come on. This changes everything on why you come. The second thing, come on. The second thing is God's movement is hindered when sin is allowed to grow in our hearts. So, Jesus did the work. We're no longer under the weight of sin, but the enemy's crafty. And he's like, hey, try that. And you're like, no, 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 no. I mean, and so the goal is, put the image back up there just real quick. I know I'm messing with you. All right? The, the goal is that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy what God's trying to do. So he wants you broken. He wants you addicted. He wants you divorced. He wants you hurt by every relationship. He wants some man or woman to uh, hurt you, demean you, abuse you, whatever happens. Because he doesn't want this to happen. Because the enemy knows this is a winning system. People are always praying for revival. We've been in a revival since Jesus got up from the grave. But people have not known it. Because we've stopped and we've played defense. You can't take any more of our God-given property. We're losing at Red Rover. And so we, we just got to lock arms. And this, I know it's hard, but oh my God, the enemy should go. We just got to lock and stay on. Come on. Oh, dang, we lost another one. No, I mean, <laughs> we have an offensive strategy. Come on. Does this make sense? Because of Jesus, we are now free. We're covered. By a sacrifice on the cross and we no longer have to live oppressed, depressed, or possessed. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, everything must bow. In other words, the enemy's schemes and plans must bow to the authority of Christ because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. We now have a new nature and it is fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit and the instruction of the Bible. That's why you got to get in the Bible. I don't like the Bible. I don't understand it. It feels like spiritual homework. I don't know. It feels like it's like English. <laughs> That's cool. You don't have to read this, but you're fixing to be wiped out. You're fixing to be wiped out. You're going to go to church. You're going to go for a little while because you love the people. You're going to go because you love the environment. But you're going to get slapped, wiped out because sin is relentless. And the only thing that can fight it is redemption and life. Come on. Church, when we allow the heaviness of sin to weigh us down, God's movement is hindered. Compromise always stops the movement of God got to keep God moving by moving our hearts into submission. 
The Bible says that God is looking for one who will just do what I've asked you to do. Come on. Let's look back real quick at one verse. Is this good? Are you with me? Isaiah 58 verse 9. Go ahead and throw it up there real quick. I want you to see this. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, I am here. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, sorry, and, and speaking wickedness. Okay. Okay. God moves when we call out and we cry out. This means we pray authentic prayers, meaningful prayers. We begin to to pray powerful prayers. Our heart begins to break at what the enemy has done because we are called to restore the breaches. And here's the thing. We have a lot of Christians mad at the world. We have a lot of Christians, come on, listen, frustrated at the government. We have a lot of people, but we don't have a lot of people crying out and broken over the condition of the world knowing that they're going to hell. There is no hope. And they can take a seven-step method to try to be a better them but their flesh is relentless God moves when we turn away from the yokes of what people pleasing religion and oppressive mindsets God moves when we put away contempt and condemnation that's what this verse is saying the church isn't a finger pointer. Know what you've done. He does too. God gave me five of these. Because if we ever grow, I'm going to get all you. The church isn't a finger pointer. It's a repair of the breaches. It's not that we don't identify the broken areas. We identify, we act, we get in a relationship, we disciple, we know the word so that it can come out of us. We are the hose. He is the substance. We use him to water through us so that we can make influence. Does that make sense? Criticism always breeds criticism. You ever, you ever, anybody ever tell you don't point that because you got three more pointing at you? Anybody ever remember that? Some of you are like, I told my kids that yesterday. Listen, God moves when we change our speech. The Bible says that every idle word that we speak, you will be accountable for. Oh, dang. Come on. Does that mess anybody up? Come on. Just, just turn on your voice recorder on Monday and leave it on until Sunday. See if you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> the Bible says that every other word, we want to remove wickedness, come on, from our mouth. Let's speak words of life rather than, come on, causing hurt and spreading deceit and belittling righteous standards. Oh, you don't have to do that. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, this person was thriving. But because they got connected with somebody, they started. It says don't speak wickedness. 
Wickedness is anything contrary to where God's going. Let's receive the revelation that God's movement is hindered when we sin and allow it to grow in our heart. God tells us that we can repair the breaches. Who repairs the breaches? He's already done it. We are the ones that, you know, put the martyr down and put the... (laughs) He's already made the cement. It's already there. We are the ones to do that. It's our job. Come on, does this make sense? The third one, third one. Is alone, there is discouragement, but together there is power and protection. This is a revelation that the body of Christ needs. We're talking about four revelations that we need to repair the breach. The first is Jesus has done it. The second is we got to watch what we do. And the third is we got to be together with people in order to strengthen and protect and have power to go the long haul. Come on, does that make sense? The work of the church is so vast. Yesterday, our ladies hosted table talk. We had 125 ladies show up and 40 of those ladies were leading at some capacity. And because they said yes to leading, we had six ladies give their heart to the Lord and move from death to life. Come on. This is what happens when we're together. This is what happens. Come on, Jess is up here singing, and we borrowed her for one Sunday because she's at another church. Hetty, in just a second, I'm going to call her up there. In just a second, I mean, she's in Hot Springs, but there is the global church that is encouraging each other, and there's the local church. She's coming here in a couple weeks. I'm going there and I'm going to talk and help and do what I and deposit what I have. And that's what we do. This would have never happened. Ladies table talk would have never happened without relationship. Relationship. Church. This is why we do life groups. And today we're launching our life groups and we need you to sign up and you need to sign up. You need to sign up. Because we don't walk alone. Jesus, listen, Jesus didn't walk alone. The fact the Bible says when two or more are gathered, he didn't say one. I ain't trying to mess with you. One is the loneliest. <laughs> you trying to? I am all for a moment of wrecking and, and and reconciling and lamenting in front of God. But what I am telling you is Jesus modeled together send the disciples out by two let's have 12 if the son of man couldn't could make it alone it's not that he was going to fall into sin by himself it was that he knew what god put in him had to go to other people and there was a responsibility for him to continue to give it because he wasn't going to be here forever and neither are you 
Your life isn't what you amass with the car that you drive or the house that you have. God's not against all of that, but it is what you leave when you're gone. We got to leave a legacy. We got people who have gone to school for eight years, got degrees on the wall, making more money than they ever thought they could, and they still have no purpose. It's because the purpose of your life is to say yes to Jesus and repair the breaches. Come on. You need a life group. You need a life group. I get it. Well, you know, I don't have time. Well, what about COVID? Well, what about anxiety? anxiety, When I get around people, I just like start breathing heavy. (laughs) I don't want to get hurt by another relationship. Every time I open my heart to someone, they just stab it. <laughs> then they leave and I'm crying. There are a million reasons why you should talk yourself out of attending a life group. But I'm telling you, there is power and protection when you allow someone to know you, love you, and challenge you. And I am here because I was known Because I was loved and because I was challenged. I remember sitting up at Hetty's house. I used to run Brook Hill. And I had my events and everything I was doing. And she'd call me up and go, okay, now tell me about this game. I was young. And she was like, tell me about it. And I would just start talking. She goes, okay, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) I love you, honey. And I'm for you. But what you're saying just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you're kind of (laughs) right. I have no, I was just going to wing it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm a fun person. I think we can laugh. But here's the deal. There were also times when she blessed me, loved me financially, took me out to eat, ministered to me, saw me, spoke words of of life and prophecy in my life. And so I didn't have problem. It's not like, I, I didn't always like the challenge. But it always, because it was all of it. Come on, does this make sense? Listen, I am telling you that you got to sign up. And here's the thing. You need it. And we need you. We need you. We need your story. We need you to love somebody else enough not to isolate. We need you, come on, to be protection and power for somebody else. We need you to show up. Okay, I'm here. He told me to sign up. Make me feel good. You're a repairer of the breach. No longer do you get to be a spectator. No longer do you get to fight for the back row, Steve. No, no longer. Listen, listen, listen. I know, I know. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. He's actually a huge servant, and that's why he's back there. You know what I'm saying? I just mess with him. I just like messing with him. Come on. Leaders fight their flesh to give. Come on, facing discouragement alone is nasty. Fuel your purpose by saying yes and believe that the God who raised Jesus from the dead, listen to me, can empower you 
to make a difference. Just the other day, my wife had a phone call with Sam. She had a hard week. Some things were said about where she works. And in that moment, she was battling. And then my wife began to tell her, there's someone going to be at your table, and I want you to love on them. And immediately it moved from people are attacking me to I am called and I am anointed. And some of you are under the attack and you've been there for a long time and you need to be reminded that there is purpose for your life. The last one. Are we good? Okay. The last one. And this is, I feel like, one of the most powerful. The next generation is counting on you to share truth and love. Isaiah says that if you will turn away, if you will get your speech right, if you, come on, does that make sense? If you'll break off the yokes, then you will personally be responsible for the generational work that happens after you. Don't ever be, if you're over 40, don't ever be frustrated that young people are in this church. I don't know if I fit here. I have five gray hairs. And they don't even have facial hair. We are building, come on, listen. Something for the next generation. And here's the thing. Who is responsible for truth in the land? It's the church. Who's responsible for loving the broken? It is the church. And we are called, listen, to minister to the next generation. So I need you today to build something today so that tomorrow when people come, there's enough room and we don't have to say, I'm sorry. We're, we're at capacity. Church, let's restore the streets. That's what the verse said. Let's see God bring increase. Let's claim areas. Come on, Pea Ridge, Centerton, Rogers. Come on, Lowell, Cave Springs. Let's begin to unleash a church that is single-minded on the fact that I'm a repairer of the breaches. We are ministering to moms, dads, singles, ladies, men, women, students, young people. And we need a building. And y'all have it. We need a building. And y'all have it. Maybe not one of you, but if you do, hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I'm asking you to begin a legacy. There is our tithe, and then there is above the tithe. And I am asking you, listen, not to just give a trinket. I don't know when bonuses happen. I don't know if you work on some commission. I don't know what happens. But I know that we can fuel what God is doing and move it forward if some people will understand that the church is the repairer of the breaches. It is time for the church. Come on. As a, at this church, we are getting in the game. We are more focused than we've ever been. We are more intentional than we've ever been and we are a part of moving and advancing this forward let me ask you a question is there anybody in your family that is lost 
and your heart breaks for them? If so, raise your hand. Put it down. Because we are building leaders, people who see life differently, there will be leaders who do table talk and men's and be the one conferences and missions and outreach and whatever. And I'm asking you, would you contribute to a church knowing that in the future, the person that you're praying for would come, get saved, be discipled, and turn their whole life around? We have to invest today to be ready for tomorrow. You hear what I'm saying? Many of you who have come in the last year, you are the benefit. You get to benefit in the pain and the struggle. And we've worked hard to make it better. We've worked hard to make our processes better. We've worked hard so that there's better understanding. And you're now receiving what in year one or two or three we drop the ball on. If we invest today... What will be available in two or three years for somebody else? Does this make sense? I'm asking you to help us to give. On, the, the, on our app where we tithe or in the envelope, there is building projects. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to get your money out. I'm not, we're not going to take up a tithe today. We're not going to. I'm just talking to you. Every first Sunday of the month for the next year, we are going to take up an additional offering that is going to fuel us forward. I am asking you for the next 11 months, February, March, all the way, I'm asking you for the next 11 months to commit to do something. I'm not going to nickel and dime you. I'm asking, I'm giving you vision of where we're going. If you come by this church every day, you will see no less than five or six cars here. How many of y'all have seen that? There is always people here. Why? Because we are training and equipping and discipling. Discip- I don't even know what I'm talking about no more. <laughs> Somebody needs some water. <laughs> this is what we're doing. And you are a part of that. Even those online. Come on. Listen. You're a part of this. And our goal, come on, listen, is to repair the breaches. My kids... And your kids need a strong church. My kids, your kids, and your grandkids need to see, listen to this, long-term church commitment. And so I'm just going to tell you, Abel and I, Abel was in an interest meeting, his family was in an interest meeting before we started. We went to coffee, and we had a good time, and now we're going to celebrate five years in February. Come on, that's good. And I've made him mad. He's made me mad. I was too much. He was not enough. We, 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 but here, listen, in the moment, 
I was wanting someone to call me. He was wanting someone to call him. We've had to work at this. But look at him on the front row and what God has done. And now Sam, his daughter, because he decided that, oh, I'm just going to pray for Stephen. I know he has a bunch of issues, but I'm just going to let God do in his life. Does that mean? And now Sam's coming into this anointing, helping leading table. You know, God, I'm just saying, what happens with longevity? And I'm telling you, you're going to be offended. Just stay. You're going to like only two of my sermons out of 52. None of that matters. Because we have a goal. Come on, does somebody say? And we are repairing the breaches and we are using what God's given us to go long term. That means we all have to repent. We all have to have humility. We all have to have passion and we have to have purpose. People come to me all the time. Well, I like it because you're so passionate. I'm like, good, be passionate too. Be passionate about something else other than the next series coming out. Be passionate about something else other than food. Can you put that image up there one more time? And then go ahead and give Hedy the mic because i got a little bit of time here. And then, Hed, I want you to come up here real quick. Put that, put that image of the, repairing the breaches is what we're doing. And so here's what I need you to know. Church ain't about you. It's not about you. People ask me all the time. Would it, what? It's never been about me. God said go here. I said okay. God said go here. I said okay. God said okay. I, I said okay. I haven't done it all perfect. But I'm riding to win. I'm going to hear. Listen. Come on. Oh okay. I, 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 uh, I'm waiting to hear. Listen. Well done, good and faithful servant. Can you come up here? I want, I want people to see. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Come on, you're coming, you're coming right here. All right, so here's the deal. As, uh, this is Hedy Lou Brooks. She, come on, come on. She founded with her husband, Don Brooks, uh, Brook Hill Ranch. And um, we just have a long-term relationship. And I am here. Because of the investment that she made. Because she never quit. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> she never quit. She never gave up. And she had countless opportunities to. <laughs> and I'm not going to say that I was as refined <laughs> back then. Uh, she may have a bigger house than me in heaven. <laughs> Just, what's on your heart? Specifically, whenever, you're, whenever you get done, a couple minutes, whenever you get done, I want you to pray because I feel like there's a legacy over your life to build the next generation. And I want you to pray that over our church because we want to be long-term and make a difference long-term. Okay. I was reading the Apostle Paul. Out of the new living power. And he said, but don't quit. Just don't quit. Don't quit. There is nothing in this world that will be greater. You think, well, I'm here and I'm just back there. And I'm, no, I don't really have a, and I'm, whatever. You show up. 
I'm telling you there is nothing in this world any more powerful than faithfulness. Just faithful. You just be faithful. You just, uh, you be here. Well, I'm not doing anything. That's wrong. That's wrong. I saw, I, I just wanted to cry the whole, I, I just wanted to cry. I was like, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for Stephen and Katie and their children. And being faithful. And, and going through life. What Stephen and Katie are doing, they're just going through life. You just go through life. And life has all kinds of stuff. But because of the transformation, the miracle that happens to change you, to show you the difference in your ugly, nasty, ridiculous flesh, and that wonderful realm of the spirit where you can live and walk and your flesh jumps out and his flesh jumped out and just shift the gear and get in the spirit. Your flesh just jumps out and that was ugly what you said and what you did. And you could just cut your throat and jump off a bridge and you just shift the gear and get back in the spirit. You just come back to God. You just get back in the spirit. People hurt you. And you want to quit? I know people that quit a church because one woman said something ugly to them. What about the rest of us? Wow. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on I mean, you can't quit because some little woman is sometimes nerdy. You, know, just, um, you, you can't quit because sometimes... Some people do things. <laughs> you know, I looked at it today and I thought, God, I didn't quit. But we're glad. <laughs> you know, Stephen, Katie, here's what I can think about. See, Katie was a camper and, and they were applied life and we just have a long history. What I could see today is this empowerment by God, knowing our flesh, knowing who we are, this empowerment by God to multiply themselves in you. And see, I've seen that. I've seen that all, all weekend. I saw the multiplication. Yeah, I'm dripping. I got it. Oh, no. See? Right there. <laughs> he just saved my life. Because when it runs down, you won't hear a word I say. <laughs> the multiplication of the Spirit of God transferred into you. And you can't let any flesh that jumps out of the box and everybody's flesh, we have to fight that. It jumps out of the box. And you can't let that destroy the work that God's doing in this place. It's good. I'm overwhelmed with the opportunity. I had been up this area. My husband and I had a motorhome, and I came this area. But in a long time, and to see how it's grown, 
you're going to have that church building. You're going to have a big facility. And we speak that today. And God's touching the hearts of people. And it's going to come. And you know, you think, well, I don't have a lot of money to give. Your money, if it, whatever it is, is a seed. It's a seed. It's a seed. My seed. You're going to have it. Father, we need you. Jesus, we thank you for your obedience to the cross that forgave us and forgives us and sets us free. Now, Holy Spirit, we're calling on you. You're the power. You're the agency. You're the one that can build the church of Jesus Christ right here on this earth. We thank you for the facilities that are necessary to increase the work of your kingdom here on this earth. And I declare in the name of Jesus that your will will be done right here on this earth according to the way it's done in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth. Father, I thank you for a greater and greater anointing on Stephen and Katie's life. I thank you, Father, that all the precious people in here will come into the life of the Spirit of God and be empowered to walk the walk and never quit, never be offended, never give up, live above the flesh. I thank you, Father, for the power now that is released by our faith and our love for you for the greater work that continues to bring your lost people into your kingdom to live in heaven with you forever. Father, would you bless their children? Would you bless Katie? God, only you know what children go through whose dad's a pastor, especially Stephen. Mm. Thank you, Lord. I just lost the anointing. I was about to tell you. <laughs> Thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Do it, God. Do it. And we'll follow you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.